Hey guys, welcome back to the Father's House Podcast. So glad to have you here. This week we heard again from Pastor Faith Harrelson. She talked about how to access freedom by letting go of the baggage that we carry. Uh, it was a really good one. Hope you guys have a great week. And if you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. I'm so excited because uh, I felt like the Lord gave me this picture of baggage. Last week I was on a trip, no, two weeks ago I was on a trip with my girlfriends. We get together once every five years from high school. And um, I am the typical woman that likes to pack uh, 20 million outfits. And I think I did pack 20 outfits. And I brought my daughter's little carry-on, because this is actual the, the right size of a carry-on. Some of you guys have a little bit bigger carry-on. If you go to Allegiant Air, you're like trying to shove it in there to see if it'll fit in that container, and it doesn't work. So this is actual size of a carry-on. And this is a check bag. As you can see, this is really massive. And I was trying, so I had all my stuff in my bag, and I was, like most women, trying to sit on it, you know, trying to shove everything into a carry-on bag. And it just wasn't working for me because we all love to have a carry-on bag because you risk the chance of losing your baggage. It's easy to, you know, to put up in the compartment. I can just leave right away as I get off the plane. And I just thought, there's no way that I can take all of the things that I want to take. I didn't know what the weather was going to be like. I didn't know what we were going to be doing. I was just got my air flare and just decided to go on the trip. And they were going to organize and plan everything else. But I had to say, I'm going to check a bag. But with Southwest, it's great because it's free. But uh, so I started carrying, putting all this stuff into my checked bag and I get up to put it on the scale and it's over 50 pounds. And I had to start taking things out or else I would have to pay extra. It would cost me something for the extra that I had to take. When in all actuality, I got to Baltimore and went to Delaware. I didn't know that I was driving two hours to Delaware. I didn't know we were having to get an Uber. And here I was, 50 pounds, lugging this thing down the airport, shoving it into our Uber with six other women. They're like, Faith, why did you bring the extra baggage? Then we get to Delaware and I didn't know we were staying at a house that had three stories. So here I was carrying it up three flights of stairs. Look at your neighbor and say, don't carry too much baggage. And I began to think about all the baggage that we carry in our lives that we don't think, that we don't think is baggage, right? Oh, I just need to take this coat because I might be cold when really it's extra baggage that's hiding what's on the inside of us. And what God is asking for us in this season is to 
have our hearts open, have our minds open to kind of reflect on the inside of us and ask the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. I talked about last week putting walls up because we like to put walls up. But this week, since we have, some of us have taken those walls down, I want you to think about the inside of what God has been, maybe even already started to walk you on the journey of some things that you've been carrying in this season that you know are not called to carry. He is the one that wants to carry it for you. And some of us are carrying things that have been with us for years, even from childhood. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't reflect on our past, but what I'm saying is we shouldn't take our past and live in it in the future. And you say, Faith, how do we do that? Good question, because I'm still doing it too. I'm still figuring out how a life of freedom looks like, and it's gonna be a continual journey for you. It's gonna be a continual journey for us to learn how to help all of us come to this place, because we're never gonna come to the place of ultimate freedom, but how do we continue growing, and how do we continuing to walk in freedom as we face trials and tribulations of what we go through on a day-to-day basis? What I really want to start with is this scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2 in the New Living Translation. So maybe you walked in here and you have been carrying baggage. Maybe it's years of offense with family members, friends. Maybe it's past mistakes, hurts, disappointments, expectations that haven't been met for you. And that baggage, actually what that baggage does it, it spills out onto all the other people that are in your life right now, in all your relationships, in your job, in your children. That extra baggage, even though you don't think it's extra, it's actually affecting the life that you're living right now and that you're going to live in your future. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us... That's an action step. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We can't run unless we strip off the weight. And I was talking to my friend, and she is a marathon runner. She's a triathlete, really, if you boil it down. And uh, I was talking to her and she said, you know, Faith, I went on this trip with my girlfriends and we went to the Grand Canyon and they said all I could take was a backpack. And it really made you think like, what do I really need in life to carry to get up to the top so that I can come back down in a healthy way so I'm not dying up at the top of Grand Canyon? And she said, I only had to take a few things. But she said, you know what? I would have not made it halfway up the hill unless I would have packed lightly. And I was able to do the whole trip up and the whole trip down. And I would maybe urge to you to say, maybe you've been carrying things that you haven't been able to get to the full destination and the purpose that God has for you. 
You know, we can't get up and see all the things that God has for us. If we've got like this weight behind us that is so easily ensnares us and trips us up. And that's what the enemy wants. He just wants you to keep lugging that baggage. I got to thinking about my husband He's always helping somebody lug some kind of junk around. And um, to men, it's not junk, but it, to me, it's junk. And he has this big chain, you know, and you've got to take the chain around your trailer and make sure everything's on there. And I was thinking about what Nathan was saying, that God breaks every chain. And that's what God wants to do. He said, you've been lugging this trailer full of junk and I want to break every chain so that you don't have to carry the weight any longer. But like, Lord, how do I do that? He said, it's actually really easy. Number one, stop living in the past. Stop carrying the past with you. And my husband and I do prepare and enrich. We meet with couples. And I love my husband. He's become so assertive. He used to not do any of the talking. And as we've met with couples, I think it's confidence. Our confidence has really grown because we've kind of learned to flow with the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord what to do and what to say. And we have couples sometimes that come and they like to dig up the past. And you know, the past is great because we can learn from it and move forward. But the past is a real enemy to us if we continually digging it up and bringing it back to life when really it's not intended to go into your next season. What you need to do, I love Joel Olstein. he said this, it was so good. He said, you can be a product of your past, but not a prisoner of your past. Do you want to be a prisoner of your past? Because I don't. I want to bury it. I want it to be dead, and I want it to stop. Right where it begun, it needs to stop. So you've got to be careful how you keep bringing up the past. Well, how do I do that, Faith? Well, it's easy. You say, I messed up. They messed up. I'm going to go to that person and talk it out. I'm not going to, because you can't bury it unless you really deal with it. And freedom for you might be a little of the digging up of the past so that you can deal with it and move on. I know for me, when I went through freedom, I realized childhood things of such achievement. I used to have to watch my basketball games on videos. My dad would point out all my mistakes and there was never anything good. And so I always had to keep going and be the best and have these expectations over my life. And I realized how I became this person that kept going. I have to keep going. I have to keep working up the ladder. And that's what not, God wasn't even asking me to do that. And I had to go there and be like, oh, that's where that stems from. From. Okay, I'm going to bury it. I'm done. I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm going to now be who God has asked me to be, and I'm going to be intentional. So I would encourage you if you're in relationship with people, here are some words never to use. Always. Should. You should have done that. Well, he never takes out the garbage. Or I always have to do it. You know, those words are so discouraging to hear. If someone were to tell me that, Mommy, you never do that. Oh, I'm, 
let's talk about that. I don't want to be on the other side of that and neither do you. So I would encourage you not to use those words, but maybe talk through some things that have been difficult to walk through. 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Isaiah 43, 18, it says, forget the former things, do not dwell in the past. Everybody say that with me. Do not dwell in the past. Yes, do not dwell in the past. And last week, I actually said, you know, repentance brings transformation. So maybe you're like, oh, this is speaking to me about my job or, oh, I, I feel this. Like I keep digging up the past in my relationship with my husband or my wife or my kids, whatever it is. All you have to do is have a soft, repentant heart and say, God, I'm sorry. Go to that person. I mean, that takes a lot of like Ugh, pride, gotta go, but I gotta go to you and I, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to demeanor you. I didn't mean to put you lower than myself to make me look good. Because that's what we do, right? We, we say things because it's like puffing me up, like, oh, I'm gonna be, feel better about this situation when really you're like, dang, I don't feel better. And then it's like this feeling on your gut on the inside of the, you're like, I did wrong. But then we bury it. And then we have to go dig it back up and deal with it. Instead of just burying it, let's just deal with it and then bury it really well so that it's finished. Amen? Yeah, it is so good. Um, so back to my baggage here. It's like Jamie Winship said in that book. I'm telling you, this book is so good. It's transforming my thought patterns. He said... Jesus is always continuing, so he says, follow me, come to me, listen to me. And sometimes I'm just too busy, or I got a lot going on. And we have this baggage, you know, that we're like, well, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I'm carrying this, and I'm carrying that, and I just don't have time for that. When really, he says, I know, just drop it. You weren't meant to carry it. And then relationship becomes easy. Freedom becomes easy. Because we've released things off of ourselves. Expectations people have put on us. Like some of you might just need a fresh start. Let's just go ahead and dump out all the crap and just say, you know what? I need God to just reintroduce himself to me. I had that happen to me a few years ago. I thought, I've been to Bible school. I've been serving the Lord. I've been in ministry for 20 years. And I just didn't even feel saved anymore. And God was like pulling at my heart. He was like, you have worked and strived so long. You've been carrying all this crap. I want to reintroduce myself to you. And I had to throw out everything that I ever known. I saw things that I shouldn't have probably seen and false expectations. And it was like I was living this false identity because I really didn't even know who I was anymore. And then God began to pull back the layer 
And he just began to like, you know, like garlic, you know, you've got to like smash it down and then peel the outside layers off to get to the goodness. And I felt like that was God was doing. He was like smashing me down, not in a bad way, in a good way. He was like, I just need you to humble yourself, Faith. And I need you to let me peel back that layer to see the goodness that I've had for you all along. You've just been focusing on all this other stuff. Number two, the second way we can do that is ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to fix you on his promise and his promises that he has for you. His promise wasn't that you should be better at what you do. His promise isn't, I need to do more. His promise isn't your depression. His promise isn't living poorly. His promise isn't that you would be sick, but getting a hold of what God really truly says about you and beginning to fill yourself. And like Maddie was saying, fix our eyes. You know, he is the author. He created you and he's the finisher. He is gonna begin a new thing in you and he's gonna finish a new thing in you. And as you get closer to him, he's gonna continue to begin a new thing and fix a new thing and begin a new thing and finish a new thing and begin a new thing and finish a new thing. If we allow ourselves to be empty, to be filled with him. Amen. 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 It says in Psalms 37, three through five, it says, keep trusting in the Lord, even if your circumstances doesn't show it. Even if things that are going on right now in your mind that you're thinking on right now, how can I trust faith? It seems so heavy. It's so real because it's happening every day. I can't run from it. I can't get away from it. Ooh, that is a word from the Lord right there. You can't run from it. It's in you. It's on you. It's going through you. And God said, you just keep trusting in me. And when you do, Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will dwell in the land, feasting on his faithfulness. Find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh and he will give you what you desire the most. And here's your answer though. That person that you said, it's always on me. I just can't shake the baggage. He says, give me the right to direct your life. And as you trust me along the way, you'll find that I will pull it off perfectly for you. That in this moment, it might not look like you have the answer. It might not look like you can run the race. It might not look like I'm never going to finish it. But God says, I will pull it off perfectly. I will pull it off perfectly. He will. He is faithful to complete what he has promised. I got to thinking about like how I go to the grocery store and I love to like clean out my refrigerator before I go to the grocery. And man, you'll find some mold in my refrigerator. I'm like, where did that come from? 
home. And I get my spray out and I clean. I put new paper towels. My godmom taught me this. Put new paper towels in the bottom of my fruit, my vegetable drawer, so that that way if anything spills, I can just take that out. I love a clean refrigerator. It's like ready for new things. This season of freedom, maybe you're not in a freedom group. It's still the season for freedom for you. If you are open to cleaning out the junk. You know that magic eraser? Man, I love those things. They take up everything. The Holy Spirit, oh, I, this was not in my notes, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I feel like this is the Lord. The magic eraser is like the Holy Spirit. What he wants to do is clean out every crevice, everything. And what he does so well, that magic eraser that does so well, it even gets like fingernail polish off paint because my kid put fingernail polish on my paint and my walls. That's how deep the Holy Spirit goes if we allow him. He will take years of depression off of you, years of anxious thought, years of oppression, years of offense, years of bitterness in one quick second. That should be really reassuring for you. And some of you have had pain for so long. And it might take a little bit of time. I know for me, there was something I went through it took me 10 years to get free of. It might take some time, but you remaining faithful to keep your eyes fixed on him. You remaining faithful to the promise of God that he's never left you, he's never forsaken you, he's gonna get you through it. He is the finisher. Not that person that wronged you, not that situation, he is. And he's always constant. He's always constant for you. He has never changed. He's never changed. So what excess baggage are you carrying? I know for me, just even the other day, I began to like get sick to my stomach about a situation I was like, oh, we missed the mark. We don't have childcare for older kids for freedom. And I was like sick to my stomach for a whole day and we had to turn away some people that couldn't find babysitters for their kids. And I called Pastor Mike, I'm like, did we mess up? What do we do? And I was like sick, really, like my stomach was churning all day long. And I'm sure because I was carrying that, I was annoyed with my daughter, annoyed with my husband, annoyed with what was going on all around me because I was carrying something that I wasn't even supposed to carry. Now, for those of you who have older kids, it is a missed opportunity that we're gonna learn and grow from. You know, I mean, we are not perfect. We are still learning. We are still learning as we grow. So I'm sorry because I know what it's like not to have childcare, but we're gonna have freedom again. So there's another opportunity for you. And so that was a small thing, but now here's a large thing. And it was so easy for me not to carry the large thing, but yet the small thing. I think that's what we do sometimes. Like we work ourselves up over something so small, but when something big happens, we're like, oh, God can handle it. Right now, my husband's in Florida. My birth, um, Olivia's birth mother is on a ventilator. We don't have no idea what happened. 
And I have full trust in God that he's going to pull through, that she's going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord, that God is going to give her oxygen, and that she is breathing life into her because there is going to be a powerful testimony in it. I am up here fully confident and reassured that God has got her. But here I am worried about childcare over freedom. Do y'all see how it's the petty things? It's the extra weight that the enemy wants to put on us to cause us to care to carry, to keep carrying like I was carrying all of this luggage up three flights of stairs. And then when I got to my bedroom, there was nowhere to like lay it out and see all my outfits. I was annoyed. All of that trouble of figuring out all the anxiety of what am I going to wear? How am I going to wear it? What shoes am I going to wear? What makeup, what earrings are going to match this outfit? Do you see how we do that? We like compartmentalize our lives and feel like it has to look this way. It has to look that way. Just that's hogwash. Just like let yourself be free of that. It doesn't have to look one way. It does have to look the way God wants it to. And so my third point to you is how do I get excess baggage off my life? You reach out. You get a trusted friend. You get a trusted leader. And you say, you know what? I just need you to believe with me. Because where two or more gathered in his name, that there he is in the midst of them. It also says in Proverbs eleven fourteen, there's no guidance of people's where there is no guidance a people falls, but in abundance of counselors there's safety. And some of us have not had safety in leadership. Some of us have not had safety in friendships. And it's going to be risky for most of you to open up. I understand. It's going to be risky for our leaders to open up to you. It's risky for me to be up here to even share with you what's on my heart. But the beauty is, is that I know the creator is on the inside of me. And the Holy Spirit is so good to reveal truth. And when we can cohabitate with the spirit of truth and be truthful with ourselves and with others, man, think about the freedom. So then when I released that anxiety about not having childcare, I was like, dang, I felt like a ton of bricks. I wanted to vomit. And here I am like, why in the world did I even carry that? That was so ridiculous. Do you want freedom? It means that we need to open ourselves up, take a good look, and leave whatever is excess behind. The worship team can come on up. It says in Psalm 139, and I think I shared this scripture last week. If you're in the sanctuary, please don't leave. Uh, I want to really pray over you before you leave. So if you could just give me a, just three more minutes, I would just really appreciate that. I'm like, let us just honor what the Lord wants to do in our hearts today. It says in Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24, it says, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Like God knows everything that you've been through. He knows all of the hidden things that nobody else knows. He knows. Try me, he's saying. Just try me. 
because I already know. I know my thoughts. And see if there are any grievous way in me, Lord, and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me, Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 through 32. There's two parts to this scripture that I love so much. One is telling us the, the negative thing, and one's telling us how to operate then from the place of being with the Lord. It says, lay aside bitter words. I love this part, temper tantrums. I actually read this to my daughter the other day. I said, oh, do you know what it says in the Bible? Temper tantrums. Revenge, right? Because we so easy want revenge. Like, well, they did this to me. They sure did. They sure did. That's in your past. But it's easy. But when we hold that in our hearts, we're not doing ourselves any favor. We think we are, but we're not. Profanity and insults. I've been insulted a few times. It doesn't feel good. It hurts, actually. But I love the word but because there's a promise in that. But instead, be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has, great, has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. And I think that's a big part of freedom is forgiving. Because that really opens ourselves up to what God can really do. There's no more blockage. There's no more wall up. And when we can maybe repackage like his character, he's the God of love. I'm going to put that in and carry that with me. You know, like a good pair of pants. I can wear white, black, red, purple. Look at these pants. These are great pants. They have a cuff. You know, I could wear them with sandals or um, high tops or pumps. You know, you always need a good pair of pants. So I'm going to pack a spirit of love. Regardless of what anybody's ever done to me, regardless of what they've said, those insults. Everybody needs a good jean jacket. <laughs> I'm going to honor. What does honor look like? I'm going to do unto others like God would. I'm going to not be above them, but I'm going to be with them. And I'm going to honor them in the season that they're going through. Even though they did this to me and they said this to me, I'm going to go sit at the table with them like Jesus did. I'm going to eat with them. I'm going to be with them in that hard time. Oh, what else do I need? And a good dress. A woman needs a good And it's red, you know. So I have love. I have honor. And I have his presence. And I'm going to zip it up. And it's going to be light. And it's not going to be heavy anymore. And I'm going to go places. And you're going to go places. Will you stand with me?
I want you to just search in your heart, oh God, what is it, Lord? Will you just close your eyes for a second? God, what is it that I've been carrying? Maybe you've never been on a journey with the Lord and you're like, I have no idea what you're even saying, but I got a bunch of junk. A bunch of junk in my trunk. And you've been carrying it so long. And you're like, I need God to intervene in my life. I, I just need to get saved. Like, I need a new car. I need a new vehicle to go to different destinations that God has for me. I know he has a plan for me, but I've messed up so many times. I got junk I'm carrying, and I just need it clean. You know, Jesus came, shed the blood died on the cross to take on every sin, every sickness, every anxiety, every fear, every, every emotion that's not of God, he just took on right there so that you could live a life of freedom. And if you're in this room and you just wanna re, maybe even rededicate your life, you've been living for God, but you've ran away and you just need to get your heart right with Jesus today. Will you just lift a hand to heaven? I just wanna pray over you. I need salvation, I see that hand, I see that hand. And maybe you're just like, hey, I just wanna open my heart right now with you, Faith, and I just wanna raise my hand because I want freedom. I want to let go of the past, the failures, the disappointments, the expectations, and I want to say, search me, God, and do a new thing in me. Old things passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. I'm gonna pack lightly, and I'm gonna let go of the old former things so that I can search for the new thing. God, I just thank you for every hand raised in this place, God. I thank you, Father, that you are showing them who you've designed them and created them to be, God. I thank you for salvation in this room. You could just call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. He washes your past away as far as the east is from the west. If you just say, God, have your way in me, I turn from the thing that I've been doing and I say yes to all that you are. It's so simple. All you have to do is say yes to him. And he comes in and he does a new thing. He cleans you out. So God, I thank you that you're cleansing, you're restoring, you're renewing, you're sharpening us, God, for things that you're wanting us to walk in in freedom in every area of our life, God. We say break every chain, break every chain. If our prayer team will come down, if you're here today and you just need prayer for whatever it is in your life that you've been struggling with and you just want somebody to agree with you today, we have our prayer team down here. We're gonna go back into this song, but if you have signed up for a group tonight, I encourage you to be here a little bit before six o'clock. We're gonna start worship at six right here in the sanctuary. If you want to say, Faith, this is ministered to me. I need community. I need connection. I need accountability. You can just come tonight and join Jeremy and Danielle's small group. They have plenty of space for you. And if you are a male and you've not signed up for freedom and want to, we have space for you. Father, I just thank you for this congregation. I thank you for this city and this region, God, that we're gonna operate in new levels of freedom, God. We thank you, Father, for this house. We thank you, Father, for the next thing that you're doing, God. Give us, give us wisdom, Lord, and how to operate and what to do. And I say no more baggage. We just say break every chain in Jesus' name. We're gonna go back into the song if you wanna stay. If you need to go, bless you. Have a great Sunday.